man, I feel like someone who cares. Let's go, girls. Oh, my God. That last part was kind of creepy. Oh, boy. Sage, I poured way too much Cheetos in this crystal light. Oh, my God, dude. I don't even taste the crystal light. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, Sage. How are you, honey? good. How are you? What a day, huh? Yeah, I guess. So, uh, Kaylee, sometimes I go home at night after school. I'd say, Mom, what do we have for dinner? And she'd go, I'm probably just a smorgasbord. And so guess what? For our 10th episode, you guys are getting the hot supper dinner tonight. You're getting the fucking combination salad, Simply Sarah fucking recipe, cornbread salad. Look her up on YouTube. She's the fucking, oh God, God bless her. Uh, smorgasbord surprise. Some casseroles for you. Little uh, mac salad. Fucking tuna noodle. Shrimp salad. Uh, maybe a fucking uh, bouillabaisse or a fucking clams casino. You're getting the smorgasbord. We're giving you episode 10 with whatever we want to do. Yep. And maybe this will inspire you to like find your own fucking story ideas. Yeah. So every 10 episodes, we think we're just going to do a bunch of random shit. So send in whatever you fucking got. Yes. So there's going to be a smorgasbord part one, part two. Hopefully there's going to be fucking more if you guys keep it up. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Keep sending them. We love them. This podcast, we rely on you heavily. Okay? To do the dirty work for us, okay? Mm-hmm. And we just do the rest. We just give you what you want, okay? All right. Do you want me to start with uh, my fucked up fact? Sure. Did you know that 99% of people can't lick their elbows? No, I can't do I it. Can't do We're it. part of the 99%. I, I, I don't know if I'm fat. I don't know if it's no, just no, fat. No, no, no. So when I was, I have a funny story to go with this. When I was like in elementary school, it was a thing that like kids would go around and be like, I'll give you a million dollars if you can lick your elbow. And nobody could lick their elbow except for one kid, Sean Paradiso. I bet he's not listening to this, but he could lick his elbow. He was like a really tall kid, so I don't know if it just, I feel like or I maybe he was double jointed. All right, let's hear your fact. Okay, so my fucked up fact, well, it's about one of my all-time favorite movies. Not you a big always deal. like to choose your favorite things. Not a big deal. I got a lot of favorites. When filming Dumb and Dumber, oh, Jim Carrey had his crown on his front tooth temporarily removed. So Lloyd Christmas's chipped tooth yeah. is real. But in the other one, it's not. In Dumb and no, because that's, not, other, him. Yeah, that's not, him. Actors, it, it's f- not him. That's not him. And Fuck that. Why, how could you ever do that? How could you ever remake a classic like that? Anyways, it was a result. Of a childhood fight. Oh, tough guy. I love that fucking. Me, you know me and my brothers, we used to, we used to sing, mock, yeah, ing, yeah, bird, yeah, 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 mocking bird, everybody, have you heard, have you heard, she's gonna, I'm gonna buy her a mocking bird, which is, this is the interlude. This is the intermission before yeah. Picky Poison. I'm, I'm getting the cards ready, guys. And if that mocking don't sing, sing. We just kept going and on. Yeah, I could tell. I'm a little ADD Pick a today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, mine is literally the best thing ever. Wow, there's a lot of fucking teats in that, huh? Guys, sorry, honey. I just kept pouring. I didn't oh, be up God. here for a Tito's while. Tito's Marie. I don't have to work till 12 tomorrow. God bless. Go in the hot tub later. Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. You think that you you want me to go last? I don't know if you can top this one. I might want to go last. Okay, I'll go first. Fuck yeah. 
Would you rather have your partner make you wear a leash whenever you are with them in public or... Wow. Eat a Twinkie filled with semen. Oh, wow. I do the semen. I do the semen. You know what? I love a good Twinkie. I'll do the Twinkie. Yeah. I love a Twinkie. A fucking semen surprise Twinkie. (laughs) Wow, that was a fucking good one. That was a good one. I'm not I couldn't do the leash. The leash? No. I'm thinking like going to the old home days, you know, like Deerfield Fair, fucking the Fox Run Mall. Oh, yeah. Get me a fucking fried Twinkie with semen in the middle. Oh, my God. We should go to the Deerfield Fair oh my and, God, be so and bring a little jar of somebody's semen and just say, listen, we did this on a dare. You think you could fry this up for us? Because the only way we're going to eat is deep fried. Do we tell them what it is? Or do we say it's like homemade? <laughs> We just got some it. homemade filling. <laughs> cream. It's my grandma. I'm gluten free, actually. It's my grandmother's fucking famous cream. Just dig the cream out of the old fucking buttercream. Put this fucking we got some cream nice in there. Fucking buttercream for you. Oh my god, we got some fucking. We got some fucking icing. Oh god, God bless. Huh? Dairy free. I'm lactose intolerant. I can't have Twinkie cream. Here's here's my fucking homemade Twinkie cream. You mind? <laughs> All right, so I guess that's All what right. we're going with. I think we already said send us your stories. That's so what who cares pod at gmail.com. We don't need to say any more about that. Let's just get right into the stories. Thank you for starting that, actually. I'd love to tell you a little bit about what we have for you today on the menu. A special today, we actually have a... Oh, Kaylee, before we begin, I want to tell you what happened to me at work today. Today oh, we're recording this, but next week this comes out. And so today you're going to listen to this next week. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I sharded at work wow. today. I sharded. I did. In the spirit of all things shitty, I sharded today. I'm speechless. While walking to the bathroom. Did Were you, you were on your way to go poop, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. Okay. I felt the meat sweats come over me. My eyes it's got wide. It's always the meat sweats with this oh, one. Oh, God. And I was like, um, do you mind I have to run to the bathroom? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm walking. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm ugh. And I felt it. And I was like, yep. It was all good. Minor infraction it was fine i dealt with it i cleaned it up we were good it did not make a mess it was fine but i sharded today at work thank you and i'm not sorry for it i can't imagine sharding at work without further ado i'd like to tell you a story about an asshole oh perfect segue (laughs) i know here we go this is probably my favorite story so far oh god Quite possibly. I haven't read this one. One night, my boyfriend, he's my ex now, and I went to Boston for a small weekend getaway. I had always joked around about butt stuff, but was never super serious. Butt stuff. Ah, butt stuff. He loved to put his fingers in my butt, and I kept saying that one day I was going to shove mine up his in return. (laughs) So, before our trip to Boston, I was super broke, but I wanted cute nails. So what do you do in that situation? You go to fucking Walmart. I went to Walmart and bought the Sally Hansen stick-ons. Oh, God. oh, Sally. God bless her. They looked awesome, actually. 10 out of 10. Would recommend as long as you aren't planning on butt stuff. Okay. She okay. writes that. We love a good review. Anyways, it started getting hot and heavy in our first night in Boston up at the hotel. We took a bath and drank two bottles of really expensive champagne. I'm assuming it was Andre's. Six dollar <laughs> bottle. Probably a classier bitch than us if they're at home. A hotel in Boston. I know, right? Living the living the dream. After the bath, I was making out with him, and then I started to go down. While I was going down, I told him I was going to finger his butt, and he could tell me to stop if he wanted me to. He never said stop. 
So I started really going at it. Okay, girl, get it. Get right deep in there. Give himself, give him a fucking colonoscopy, why don't you? Right there. Fucking, you're in Boston. Who cares? So what? Who fucking cares? Oh, my God. Don't, don't add that tagline to that. <laughs> I felt something pop Mm-mm. and take my finger out to realize my nail, my Sally Hansen fucking stick-on nail. Twelve ninety nine for a 20-pack. Is gone. Somewhere lost in his asshole. Oh, my God. And he, he kept telling her to go. Oh Keep God. going. Who knows how deep? I tell him, and he starts freaking out and yelling at me. I had lost a fake nail in this man's asshole. <laughs> he ran to the bathroom, butt-ass naked, and sat on the toilet for 20 minutes until finally pushing out a poop. The fake nail was floating around the top of the bowl. We broke up three months later. Do you think it's because of the nail stuck up his ass? <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, to this person, I'll Venmo you like 40 bucks. Go get yourself some nice acrylics, okay? And then go to town. Go get a fucking hotel room. Go to the Encore. Get a hotel room. Get some nice champagne. I'll send the bottle up. And then you can finger his ass. No worries. Oh, God. Oh, that's a good one. God, that's a good one. That's a classic. That was interesting for sure. Loved it. Every second of it. Good thing I don't do fake nails. I'm not also showing my fingers up anyone's ass. One time I... Do you remember the time that I was here and I tried to get my acrylic nails off, my fake nails, and and we were down in the salon and... And your mother ripped half of my pinky nail oh, off. Oh my god, I do remember that. Donna that literally so ripped half of my pinky nail off, and then I had a band aid around it, and I went and got my nails done. And I and they charged me less because I had a band aid on it. <laughs> do you remember when Meg uh, Meg Mara, shout out to Meg Mara, slit uh, when she was working at Suds on the slicer? Oh, she got her finger. Oh my god, she was wearing gel, and she said that she thinks that like the gel actually like saved, saved her, her finger. finger. It was deep. It was bad. Oh, my stomach just churned. Oh, slicer. That's why you got to be eighteen to. to the day I turned eighteen, all of my fears came true. Uh, Kaylee, speaking of which, I have Kaylee's a fear to pain in the ass to clean too. I have a fear to tell you about at the end of this this episode. Okay, but the fucking slicer was one of those fucking fears. Oh, it's terrifying. Somebody cut their fingertip off. Oh yeah, it's oh my god, it's my it's, grandma it's always said they sharp. cut the fuck. Oh ha. I'm thinking about it now, actually. It's giving me the fucking jeebies. Okay, speaking of grandparents. Oh, my God. This one's called My Gramps is a Hoe. Oh, my God. I have a half-sister from my father who grew up in Louisiana with her mother. She's exactly six years older than me, almost to the day. So a few years ago, when those 23andMe tests came out, we decided that we wanted to take (gasps) the test. She would take one and then compare the results to mine so that we could try to figure out her ancestry on her mother's side. Whatever was in my report that matched hers would obviously be from our father's DNA. So whatever did not match my report would be from her mother's DNA. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was some speculation about whether her family is French or German, so this would settle it once and for all, easy peasy. Until our grandfather found out about it. When he heard we were doing the 23andMe test, he was livid, furious. 
It made no sense. He was having a full-on temper tantrum on the phone with my sister. He was threatening to sue her if she did it and how he would have his lawyer send her a cease and desist and all these crazy legal ramifications that were purely in his own head. Obviously, he can't do any of that, but try telling a 75-year-old Karen who he can and cannot sue. But obviously, the very idea of us taking a DNA test had struck a nerve with him, and we couldn't just ignore it. So we pressed him until he finally caved and told this story. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This stuff, the 23 and Me mm-hmm. thing is just like, you know who You know, my brother did a 23 and Me, and guess who came up first? Oh. Your grandmother, Sharon. She was our first fucking person. She was the first one I go, there you go. I guess it's true. <laughs> we really are cousins. <laughs> Thank God. For some background, my grandparents have been married since like 1960 or something. They grew up in a coal mining town in Kentucky and had two children before my grandmother was 16 years old. My uncle and my father, who were Irish twins. So as it happens during that 10-month span between my uncle and my father being born... My grandfather had an affair and cheated on his 15-year-old pregnant wife. What? And he got the other woman pregnant, too. Oh, my God. So he had three children in the span of 10 months and never told a soul. He kept that secret from my grandmother and everyone he knows for 50 years. When he found out my sister and I were taking the DNA test, he lost his fucking mind because he was so convinced we would find our secret aunt or uncle and his whole life would be over. Oh, my God. Apparently, about 20 or... Apparently. Remember the apparently, kid? Well, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) About 20 or 30 years ago, this person went looking for her birth father and tracked my (sighs) grandfather down. He was so scared by the encounter that he had a lawyer send them hush money and a restraining order. Oh, my God. It also happens that this person is transgender, so we aren't even really sure if they are an aunt or an uncle that's out there because my grandfather refused to elaborate about that bastard he had. Oh, We eventually took the DNA test and our aunt or uncle did not appear in the results. So as of yet, we haven't found this person. I want to find them, but I'll probably have to wait until after my grandfather dies because he would probably have a meltdown if I tried digging up the skeletons in his closet. I also don't even know how or where to start looking for this person. And my grandmother still to this day does not know about the other woman and the other child or any of his girlfriends he's had. What? So yeah, my gramps is a real hoe and not a very good person. So did they never tell the grandmother? Oh my god, that's really fucking sad. How could you hide that? How could you hide that for so many years? I'm shocked. He did tell his grandkids what's is weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, I can't with the Tito's. Go ahead. It's fucking me up. <sighs> I think I'm getting drunk. It's okay. Okay. All right, Kaylee, here's my story. <laughs> Here's my story. I'm shy, but I want to tell you my story. (laughs) If uh, Joe from work is listening right now, today I made Joe do the I'm shy with his toes touching and his fingers going like this. (laughs) It was so fucking funny. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm shy, but I do. I swear I want to tell you the story. All right. Here we go. Because I'm going to right now. I grew up in a tiny redneck town in North Carolina, and my high school was surrounded by farms on three sides. One of those fields was a tobacco field, and there was a deer in it eating the tobacco. The tobacco. As Kara would say, the wacky tobacco. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the farmer shot it, but he only wounded it. 
The deer takes off running across the street and breaks through a couple of glass doors into the school. It was running around, generally causing a ruckus, and began throwing itself against the door to a classroom. Oh my god, can you imagine? And it's a wounded deer. Like, there's probably blood on top of the glass. I know. From inside the classroom, the teacher could only hear the heavy pounding against the door. So she opens it, and this huge bloody deer tries to force its way inside. (laughs) I knew it. So she panics and starts slamming the door on its head until she had... Oh my God, this is awful. Bludgeon <gasps> the deer to death. In oh my the, God. In the middle of algebra class. What? Oh my God. This is why I don't like reading the stories because it shocks us. It's a shock value. I never read this. We obviously. normally read the first paragraph, guys, and you, then we're like, it's good enough. So if you have a good opening in your first paragraph, well, yeah. that's, the, that's the key. You got to hook us in the first. Oh my God. My classmates, being the rednecks they were, spent the rest of the day arguing over who got to take it home with them since... Only the head was mangled and the rest of the body was more or less undamaged, except for the cuts and the bullet wound in the neck. At the end of the day, my ex-boyfriend, Bubba, Bubba, took it home and a picture of the dead deer in the hallway made its way into the yearbook. Stop. And then asterisk after Bubba, yes, that is really his name. It is a great shame to say I lost my virginity to a guy named Bubba. (laughs) (laughs) That could have been our virginity, sir. First of all, I hunt. We all know this. I hunt. I I get very upset at things like this. Like, I really do. It well, really, was it his fault? He just missed? No, he just missed. And I've been in a situation where- But the where bludgeoning it is I fucked. wounded a deer, and it's so awful. And it's, like, just compassion. Like, it's so sad. It's the saddest thing. Um, but what I wanted to say is, obviously, like, you know my dad was a game warden. Um, there used to be this really old house in Northwood, like, on the four corners. Like, there's a bank near, there now. And you're kind of like, uh, fucking hell if I know it's off of Route 4. I don't really know. There's no landmarks. When my dad was a game warden, a deer had broke into that house and was like running around the house. And when I think it's like the story of it was like my dad used to say that, oh, there was a deer in that house doing the dishes. And it was standing at the sink. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And they had to get it out of the house. But that is like crazy and so insane and probably would only happen in a fucking town like that you know like a tobacco town oh yeah a little tobacco town to to watch your teacher oh i can't yeah that's fucked up awful yeah that's traumatizing for a high school student um she lost her virginity to a bubba bubba god bless her and god bless bubba too (laughs) we love a good bubba we love a good bubba my brother's name is force bubba come shrimp Off to the next adventure we have here. I'm ready. I worked at Market Basket for about six years. I thoroughly enjoyed it, met some great friends, and called out whenever I wanted because there was always someone to cover my shift. Love it. I am the type of person who talks to everyone. Sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes it's bad. So there was this little old man that used to come in and chat. We became friendly until he wouldn't leave me alone. He would stand at my register while I was working and follow me around the store. I was nice to him, didn't really think anything of it. He was just a lonely old man until one day he arrived at the store and went to the courtesy booth to ask for my schedule. What? They obviously wouldn't give it to him, so he left a love note. No fucking way. I don't recall what it said, but it was bad enough where my manager would make me hide in the back room when he arrived at the store. I always felt bad because I thought he was harmless. He would get so upset and look for me everywhere. Then one night we went to Cumbies to get who knows what and he was there in the store. Cumbies is a gas station. Cumbies. 
I hid in the car. He was in there for 30 minutes just staring at the bread. Oh, my God. We even left, and we went for a burn cruise. And when we came back, he was still staring at the bread. Oh, my God. You know how long a burn cruise can take, too. So we waited longer and eventually followed him. He went to the hospital. What? That was probably the last time I saw John until I started working downtown. He must live in one of those prime location old people homes because I started running into him again. The first time I was at the bank and he was sitting in a chair counting his money over and over again. I prayed he wouldn't recognize me. Then I would bump into him on the streets. Oh my God. He now had a walker and it took him 20 minutes to get across the sidewalk. I honestly don't think he would ever recognize me with his old age, but I still get the heebies every time I pass him on the street. Shout out to my manager for always keeping me safe, even though I hated him and his skin tag eyelids. <laughs> oh, God. A skin tag. We don't, we don't want to say just skin tagging oh, around. Don't bit. bring it up again. XOXO, little bitch. Little bitch. Oh, we had little bitch last week, too. We did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Little oh, bitch. wait, no. The sex story is little bitch. Sexual salvation. Oh, my God. Here's my next story. Hey, ladies. Lovely podcast. Here's one of my stupidest stories. Hope you like it. This is a story about the time I went to my first frat party and ended up falling out of a moving car into a ditch and other disasters. Oh, yeah. I love. Now that right there, folks, is a smorgasbord. I'm glad I can sit back and relax for this one. Jesus Christ, where do I begin? When I went to college, I was pretty inexperienced with drinking and typically assumed the role of the designated driver in high school because I was deathly afraid of getting in trouble. Oh my God, that's literally me. <laughs> literally, that's how I was. Which didn't mean that I had never had alcohol before, just that I had never really been to a house party and allowed to drink my face off. Needless to say, my first frat party was doomed from the start. Oh yeah, Here nothing like a frat party. Being a new member in a sorority is quite the experience. You are just a little baby freshman. You have minimal friends that you know for sure that you can trust. You have no idea how Greek life parties work yet. All I was told before this mixer with this fraternity was that I needed to give $5 to our social chair and then I would be able to drink as much alcohol as I wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like fucking jungle juice and coolers. Oh, yeah. Does that actually happen? Yeah, it does. And it's not just like the frat parties, the... Uh the sports teams do the same stuff. Oh. It's little, basically the sports. They used teams to do frats. rugby. You people would pour their drinks in the rugby boots, and yeah, the person would drink it. Boy, oh fucking boy, did I take advantage of that promise when me and my fellow new sisters got to the gi- I can't say that fucking word. It's gigantic. like gigantic. Gi- the gigantic. The gigantic. When me and my fellow new sisters got to the gigantic colonial mega mansion of this fraternity house, I was stunned. How could something that looked so beautiful on the outside reek so heavily of Axe body spray, piss, 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 natty light, and regret? It was like when you cut into a beautiful looking avocado and the inside is brown and mushy. So upsetting. It is weird. Oh, God. We trampled up the huge winding staircase into the attic, which was a giant room on the fourth story with sticky hardwood floors, a disco ball hung from the ceiling, a few beer pong tables, and my naive freshman dream. I'm like, this is like a movie in my mind right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Keen's, this is not how Keen's frats were, you know? And when I said about the UNH, it's in like a old Victorian house, whereas like Keen was like just a regular house because obviously the size. So she must be in a large A large one. A long wraparound bar that reached from one side of the room to the other. It was absolutely covered in full bottles of alcohol and liter bottles of off-brand soda. Fucking <laughs> cola. Yeah. Cola. Diet cola. MB brand. Sam's, Sam's choice. <laughs> 
and not the good alcohol. There was no Tito's. Cheers. Oh, cheers to that. There was no Captain Morgan. Everything was bargain brand in plastic handle bottles. I can't. I can't. That's Zanka. Fucking Zanka. Pink lemonade Zanka. I I was just going to say pink lemonade Zanka. Oh, my God. I had a bad night in high school. Pink lemonade Zanka. You know, we've all done it. You know, we've all done it. Oh, my God. This is like my favorite story. It was like great value. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great value was looking for cheap advertisement. Oh, my God. I I love a great value joke. I love it. I'm I'm just loving it. Now, it was September. And my campus was notoriously and absolutely scorching hot during the first few weeks of school. So the attic was honest to God, the closest I think I have ever been to feeling the heat of what hell must feel like. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'd be fucking sweating. Meat sweats. Oh, my God. Meat sweats. Hot attic. Hot liquor. And no ice. We know Sage can't survive with any drink over ice. Um... I am obsessed with ice. Like, I can't. Like, right now, there's no ice in my Yeti, and I'm like, Ugh. I did put ice in your Tito's. You in did. I, I get extra ice in everything I order. Like, if I go through, like, you know, get my coffee in the morning, extra ice. <clears throat> As I watched an older sister pour herself some kind of concoction of gin and orange soda, stop it right now, ew, we made eye contact. She handed me her cup and said, here, this is the best combination to get you absolutely fucked up without tasting it. That just would taste like a fucking Christmas tree, orangey Christmas tree for me. I don't know if I want to try it. I don't know. Gin I'm makes gin, yeah. I'm a, I'm a crier when I, I don't, I don't cry really when I drink, but gin, gin makes me mad and cry, mad cry. I obliged and obliged and obliged i was making myself drink after drink no ice and it was like i was fucking possessed i loved this feeling wow i was having the time of my fucking life oh yeah you know when you're getting that real good buzz going you're like like, this buzz it could never be better than this until i wasn't yeah and then there goes the downfall that happens after you get the good buzz and you keep doing the shots and you're like oh crap i should have stopped at shot number three God, I'm getting the fucking my hebe's myself right well, now. If we could turn on the AC, I would be a little colder. No, my pits are fucking sweating. To give a quick rundown, every mixer between a sorority and a fraternity has something called a risk team, which are sober brothers and sisters who volunteer to make sure no one dies and also drives people home after the event. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. The risk team at this mixer was made up of mostly juniors and seniors as they wanted to get their risk duty over with for the semester so that they didn't have to risk again for the remainder of our mixers, which were weekly. From this point on, I will be telling this story as it has been told to me because I don't remember a fucking single thing about this <laughs> night after downing my fifth cup of warm gin and in <laughs> an orange soda sludge. And you know what? I bet that sorority sister was giving her a little extra gin. Oh, God. Yeah, you know it. She's like, this girl needs to loosen up. She ain't never potty. And this is the first Christ. mix of the year. We're doing it good. Oh, God. Me and the two fellow freshman pals that I had somehow miraculously made by making them sludge drinks were pulled from the attic for falling down too much and being obviously way too fucked up to continue to be at the party. I just want to say a couple years ago, I got pulled out of Tandy's in Concord because I accidentally bumped into a girl because I got knocked over into a girl and they fucking kicked me out because they said I was fucked up and I had only had two freaking vodka, so fucking Tito's sodas, okay? And so fuck you, Tandy's. But really, fuck you. Never been there, never heard Kaylee, of it, so fuck me. leave that in. Uh, anyways, 
Like I had said earlier, this attic was on the fourth story, so the long winding stairs that we had hiked up earlier in the night, to my utter shock, had not disappeared. Oh, wow. The horror. (laughs) Apparently, I managed to make it a few steps down before literally doing a somersault down a few more steps and flashing my entire ass to the upperclassmen brothers on the risk team. Get a girl. Which is great. I tried to soldier on, but they ended up carrying me down the rest of the stairs without my shoes, without my phone, and without my dignity. Oh, that poor dignity. We we, we, we see a that. lot of people uh, lose their dignity in this. Yeah. I was placed into the front seat of the car with my two friends getting into the back. Unluckily, the driver and the risk team sister who greeted us was one of the scariest seniors in the whole chapter. Oh, no. I'll call her Susie. Oh, my God, Susie. I know. We I love, love Susie. Susie. Hey, Susie. Now by scary, I guess I mean intimidating. She was gorgeous, had excellent style, lots of friends, but absolutely zero tolerance for bullshit and zero tolerance for her new freshman sorority sisters getting too drunk at a frat party. Well, I feel like she was peer pressured a little bit. Yeah, that's what happens. My two new friends lived on the central campus and I lived on the athletic campus, both in separate shoebox dorms so like i'm assuming like you know little blocks the basic yeah. yeah so our driver Susie had to go to two different places to drop us off the first stop was central campus as it was the closest here's when things get uh fucked up what me, it gets worse i know me being the life of the party in my own head apparently same wanted to keep hanging out with my friends on central campus but my smooth dumb fuck drunk brain didn't communicate that to anyone else in the car When I realized that the car was suddenly moving again and my friends weren't in it anymore, I fucking bailed. Oh, my God. I literally opened the door of a moving vehicle (laughs) and jumped out. I've done that. When I puked, I stole it in pukey shower. On this lovely evening, of course, it was raining. Would you imagine that? When my feet hit the wet ground, I continued in voracious velocity to tumble forward and lose my footing. Mm -hmm. I skidded across the pavement on my knees and chins. I rolled to the right and directly into a drainage no. ditch that was on the side of the road. I was absolutely covered in mud. I mean, I might as well have been doing the backstroke in the fucking ditch at that point. <laughs> as all of this was happening, of course, Susie was screaming and slammed on her brakes after I had done my own stupid ass automotive version of a chew and screw. <laughs> a chew and a screw. Donna hates a chew and screw. My friends who had just gotten out of the car ran over to me and found me sitting upright in the mud just staring at the stars. My knees, shins, and elbows were dripping blood and I had managed to cut a massive, oh my God, massive scar on my left thigh. My friends who were as drunk as I was pulled me out of the ditch somehow, opened the passenger seat door back up and threw me back into the car, bleeding, soaked, covered in mud. One of my friends looks at our intimidating sorority sister who is seething mad at this point, as well as crying, which I don't blame her. Anyways, my friend looks at Susie, points to my gushing wound and goes, make sure she puts a Band-Aid on that and shuts the door. I have never been in a more silent car. Oh my God. Probably so awkward. Like already just caused straight chaos. After giving me a strong worded lecture, Susie puts the car in drive and off we go to the athletic campus towards my dorm. At this point, the orange soda sludge was really tickling Mm -mm. the back of my throat. Had I swallowed mud? Oh my God. Or was it like blood? I know, dude. Most likely. It didn't really matter because halfway there, the sludge was barreling up my throat. 
Susie managed to roll down my window just in time for me to puke out of the window. The car was still moving as I assumed Susie was absolutely done with my psychotic drunk ass. So all of my vomit went right into... Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Went right with the wind and into my hair. No. At at this point, I had thrown up gin and orange soda plus or minus a few goldfish crackers I had eaten before the mixer. Maybe that's the issue. She only ate goldfish crackers. Oh my God. Come on. You always got to eat a little more. Yeah. I forget that sometimes. How I got out of that car covered in rain, mud, blood, and vomit and made it to my dorm room without being stopped and taken to the hospital is beyond me. I woke up the next morning on my bed, which was a success, but I woke up face down, ass naked. My face was stuck to my pillow from the orange soda sludge. I was covered in dried mud. I was covered in dried blood. And to top it all off, I had pissed myself. I had peed the fucking bed. I think I was drunk for the next two days and hung over for the week after that. I also got in trouble with my sorority for being a stupid fucking fool. Be careful at frat parties, kids, and never drink warm gin and orange soda if you can avoid it. I will always have a giant scar on my upper left thigh and absolutely zero recollection of apparently my most humiliating, painful, dangerous, and drunk night. Susie never spoke to me fucking bitch and avoided me at all costs after that fucking bitch i hope she's doing well love that that was everything in one story dude what guys this just in which you'll probably hear by the next week are you ready for this yeah i'm gonna pull it up oh my god just got a text this is fucking breaking news even though you're gonna get a week late chris jenner to our amazing fans, it is with heavy hearts that we've made the difficult decision as a family to say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians. <gasps> oh my God. After what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, and numerous spinoff shows, we are beyond grateful to all of you who have watched us for all of these years. Oh my God. Through the good times and the bad, the happiness, the tears, and the many relationships and children. Oh you know God. what, though? That was their life. I know, but... I feel like it was starting to their relationships, personal relationships with each other and other people. It was just too much. Oh, my God. Because they would tell their stories. But like, I don't think I, I don't their know. Their whole life is on TV. Their whole fucking life. Okay. Do you have a story? Wow. That was emotional. I almost started crying. I love Kardashians. And you know who else loved the Kardashians? My grandmother. Mm-hmm. She did. So, Kaylee, in the beginning, I said, oh, I have a fear of something. Yep, yep. Well, I just need to get this off my chest. Okay, because it happened to me last year and I don't know where to put this story out, but I have a story for you. Oh, let me hear it. And my best friend, Allie, you know, Allie, we Mm -hmm. love her. She's the one that made this fear um, happen in my life. So here's the story. When she first got her license, she was a little bit older than me. She had told me a story of when she was driving down. Actually, her friend was driving the car and she was on the passenger side. It was like 1 a.m. They were driving down a road in Candia, New Hampshire, and a woman came out of the woods. And she says she always says it the same way. She says it the same fucking way. In a nightgown down to her ankles. No. Like something out of a scary movie. Yeah. And reached for Allie's door handle and tried to open the car door. Oh and Allie was God. like, do we turn around? What do we do? Do we turn around? And he was like, nope, fuck that. Keep going. So I have had, I get my license, and I've had this deep-seated fear of that happening for literally ever, for, for years, for years. So I got my license when I was 16. I was probably 14 or 15 when Allie told me the story. So that's 
over 10 years I've had this fear. Last year around springtime, I was driving home from work and it was like eight o'clock at night. And so it was kind of like, you know, like sun was set and it was dark and I'm driving down the road. I'm in Northwood and I see this car in front of me veer out of the way, like avoid something. So I was like, what the fuck did they just try to avoid? So I start driving. I'm dri- I'm going 55, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe over 55 because that's the speed limit. All of a sudden, I see this man in the middle of the road with his arms up in the air spinning like a tampon commercial. Oh, <laughs> literally, literally spinning in the middle of the road trying to launch himself in front of moving cars. Okay, so now I'm about to drive by this man And he gets, and I have my fucking window down, no less. I have my window because it was like a nice spring night. Oh, God, I'm freaking out. This man spins into my fucking car, tries to jump in front of my car, and sticks his face in my fucking window. He has no fucking teeth. Okay, he's wearing a brown hoodie, black pants. He, like, hadn't cut his hair probably in a while and he had like this big scraggly beard and he had no fucking teeth dude and it was the scariest thing because it was dark out and I swerve off the road and I fucking go 85 miles an hour down this fucking road I'm shaking now I'm crying I call 911 I was like there's a man spinning in the middle of the road this This was last year it's probably April I would say April March April probably and I called 911 and I was like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's, you know, trying to just like get hit by a car or something. But he came out of like, there was no pulled over car. I didn't know if he was trying to flag somebody down. But once he got to my car, he was like trying to spin into my car. And he put his face in my window, smiling, like big teeth, but no teeth, like a big grin, but no teeth. And I'm like shaking, like I, I'm so like freaked out about it. And the creepiest part about it. I have no explanation, by the way, for it. This is just like a fear. I just need to get it off my chest. Is he came out of a pond. Like there was where he came out of. Oh, oh Greg. There's literally nothing. There's no, nowhere to pull over. It's a pond. So Weird. he like came out of the road, launched himself at the first car, and then launched himself at my car from the pond. Okay, I'm so glad to finally get that off my chest. That was a story for ya. <laughs> oh, God, it feels so good to say that. And I don't know. I do not know. I have no... Wait, so the fear is what? Somebody launching themselves at my car. Oh, 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 oh. I wasn't sure if like someone going out of the pond. No, somebody somebody launching themselves at my car. So it happened last year, and I just wanted to like say it on the pod. So in case it ever comes back and he listens, I remember that, and it haunts me when I drive at night. I think it would haunt me too, honestly. I'm kind of sweaty from that. Okay. Well, then you know what? We just got our questionable questions. That's it. Okay, here we go. I'll go first. Okay, yeah, go first. If I were a pair of shoes, what kind would I be? Oh, boy. Okay, okay. Definitely a pair of real fucking leather cowboy boots. Oh, you think I'd be a nice pair? Oh, yeah, you work for freaking WOKQ. Come on. (laughs) Fucking country station. I do have some cowboy boots, actually. What would I be? You would be a pair of Crocs. (laughs) Pink. Do I have gibbets? Pink Crocs. Yeah, you got little gibbets in there. You know why I always wear my pink Crocs, right? I know you do. Because if I die while I'm out on an adventure, I wear my pink Crocs on adventures. You've told this before. They can identify my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want people to like know that like that's what you should do. Yeah, get it out there. Um, I'm having a tough time with my question. Why? Because I can't pick between. I can't. I have one. I have a good one. Save one for next week. 
Okay. Okay. Um, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. That's my name. Listen, what if I told you that tomorrow you're going on a trip somewhere? Okay. Yeah. And all I'm giving you is a portable DVD player with a charger okay. and a fucking <laughs> charging bank that can last you for the rest of your life. What three movies are you bringing with you? I say you can only bring three. You can't, you three can't bring movies. five. Only three. Portable DVD player. And the screen's about six inches. What are you bringing? I would probably pick, I think I would need some laughs. So I would definitely need mm-hmm. some comedy. Yeah. It's hard because I'd probably pick TV shows over movies. Yeah, well, sorry, you can't. I know. <laughs> you can pick documentaries. You can bring documentaries. That's boring. Okay, I love documentaries. I know, but the same documentary over and over again. Oh, fuck yeah. I could watch the same one over. I'm Which fucking, one? Um, Honestly, probably anything like Scientology, anything. Yeah, but over and over and over again. Yeah, probably. I don't know about that. I feel like that would be. I'm obsessed. Okay, I feel like once you get that information, it would just be the same shit. It's not like you're seeing an island watching new. Scientology. Like, what? No, definitely need some fucking laughs. I would probably pick like one of the Jurassic Park movies. Okay. I'm not sure which one, but I would pick one. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess I hate saying Jurassic World, but it's nice to look at Chris Pratt's. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I agree. But I think I would pick one, one of the first three and then, <clears throat> and then probably some sort of Marvel movie. I don't know which one though. Like this is hard to choose. Like I would like I'm still like kind of choosing a type of TV show, like a franchise. Both of those are franchises. This is hard, huh? I'd pick The Wedding Singer for sure. The Wedding Singer is a must. That is the best. I love that. Maybe the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That way I got my Marvel, a little bit of funny. And Chris Pratt's in it. What a fucking nerd. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Interesting. Interesting lineup. I don't know. Well, I felt like I love Chris Pratt, but like I didn't want to like you I need something look at someone good to nice. look at. And like want, yeah. I don't I appreciate the Jurassic World saga. I'm looking I just at love my, it. I'm looking at my but list. I would I prefer the first movies and Chris Pratt is in the second sequel. So I'll take Guardians of the Galaxy since I can't bring Parks and Rec with me. Whatever. I'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll ask you that question someday <laughs> about TV shows. Uh, I would bring Stand By Me. Never seen it. <gasps> Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, Stand so by is me. Jurassic Park, so get over it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would bring Jaws. I, I thought about that, but I'm like, it's so old. It, 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 it I don't know. The quality on a six-inch, it wouldn't be that great. <laughs> That's what I was literally thinking. Like, what movies are too old for a six-inch t- television? I love Jaws. I just, I love it. And the last one, but most certainly not the least, might have, should have gone first, honestly. Matilda. Oh, yeah, Matilda. Mm-hmm. it's a good one yep actually my hands are really sweaty from thinking about that i was I, I panicking just was like, like you the were. hardest question i think but like i wanted to answer it i was working through mine as you were working you were through like yours, ask another like, question i'm like no i i want to answer this i, I just like, need to think about it which do. is fine that's the part that's the point of questionable questions we want to think about them we want to make them hard definitely matilda and you know what i would probably watch I, over and over and over and over mm-hmm. like i would not stop is probably the fucking Bruce, 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 Bruce. The fucking cake scene. Oh, my God. (laughs) The cake scene is my best. Is my favorite scene. So those are my three Desert Island movies. Nice. I love it. All right, guys. That's it for this fucking episode. Send us your fucking stories. We're not going to say it again. So what? Who cares? 
pod at gmail.com. I don't need to, I don't think we need to explain what type of stories we want. We want Halloween because that's coming up. We want all the holidays, all the different types of holidays yeah, coming up. Yeah. Send those in because we want to start building those episodes. Yeah, zhuzh it up a bit. Oh, we're on Instagram at so what who cares pod as well. Yes, as well as that. But uh, DM us there if you're lazy. People have done that. People have, te- like we said, I'm not going to, you know, we don't need to say it again. I'm fucking over it, guys. Just send us your fucking stories. Okay. This was the we act like they don't. We act like people don't send us stories, but you guys do send us <laughs> a ton. Do. We're like, we're so. Like, get your fucking stories. I mean, in. but we, you could definitely send us more. Like, I know there's multiple friends in my mind right now that I know are listening and they could definitely come Yeah, I have a, a few friends who are like, oh, I'll send one in. Well, oh, I'll get around to it. Bitch, we're in a fucking quarantine. I know some of you people are working, but come on. Sit down. Take it. It's nice to get that off your brain a little bit. It's a little bit of mind. And then you get to focus. listen to somebody retell it and give their fucking commentary on it. And and come just fucking do it. It's 10 minutes. Who cares? So what? Who cares? We, we don't. don't. I feel like I had a kid growing up, too, that I could lick his elbow, too. Yeah, Sean Paradiso. Can you look at nose? He's like, who's giving the... Can I? Am I close? No, you uh, can't. No. That's not going to give me chap lips. Can you do this? <gasps> Can you do... We're doing a log roll to the tongues. You know, when I was a kid, my mom and I would go for walks down the road, and there was this river next to my house, and we'd call it Sagey River, like for me. <laughs> my mom would go, oh, there's Sagey River, <laughs> and the then going? we'd do this with our tongues. Why? we go, oh, Sagey River, and as we walk by, we go... Okay. We'd roll them up. people saw you, it that would be concerning. <laughs> it's a weird little memory. I grew up in a tiny redneck town in North Carolina, and my high school was surrounded by farms on three sides. One of those fields was a tobacco field, and there was a deer in it eating the tobacco. So naturally, the farmer shot it, but it... Oh, I was going to see how long it could go without messing up. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, Kaylee, here's yeah. my next story. <laughs> good. I grew up in a tiny redneck town in North Carolina, and my high school was surrounded by three farms. I keep saying Maybe if you read it like this, you could do it better. <laughs> I grew up in a tiny one down in North Carolina, and my high school was surrounded by farms on three sides. One of those fields was a tobacco field, and there was deer in the tobacco, so naturally the farmer shot it, but he only wounded it. We both messed <laughs> up at the same part. Okay, go ahead. That was fun. Okay, ready? 